Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Marineland Boating Center, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show. And uh, I have been monitoring the Rangers home opener. It's been kind of scary through a couple of innings of play we may uh, we may jump in there and listen check on things a little bit as the uh, show unfolds but the uh, rangers taylor hearn aaron it's uh, it's not for the faint of heart to see the rangers come out today and um in the way they've started 20 gosh at one point he was at 28 pitches in that first inning uh against all odds i believe it's still one to nothing i mean it was um Runners on the corners with no outs in the second inning. And, um, but my, I mean, Taylor Hearn's gone through two and a half, uh, two and one thirds innings pitch at this point. I mean, I did not see, I did not see it heading this way. And right now, uh, the Rockies are up one nothing on, on, uh, the Rangers. And beautiful day out there. A little, uh, rain earlier today. And then the, uh, sort of overcast skies, and the sun popped out. They were able to open the roof, and they, so they got the uh, outdoor-type stadium today with the roof open, and the Rangers are trying to kind of hang in there. And I just, you know, you kind of have to admire this kid from Royce City, Texas, Taylor Hearn, for battling like he is. And, I, I mean, first inning, through two innings I looked, and it was well over 40 pitches. Runners on the corners. He pitched himself out of that jam, and uh, we'll see how long he's out there. I mean, if he gets through five innings, it's a miracle. It is an absolute miracle based on the way this thing has started. And um, Rockies are weird because they've got Chris Bryant in their lineup. They got Charlie Blackman. I mean, they've got some pretty they got some pretty good hitters. And then they a, a couple of years ago they started you know letting guys get away and leave. So. They don't know what in the world they're wanting to do with the Rockies. So I expect this to be another slugfest, although the Rangers only have one hit through uh, uh, through two innings of this game. We are now in the top of the third. And, Aaron, you've been watching this thing. I know monitoring this as well. Uh, we watch these things now on something called Bally's. It used to be Fox Sports Southwest. I was watching on Bally's the first hour. I love opening day. I love uh, the home opener. I was out there for many, many years, and so I've kind of been monitoring it, watching it, and uh, uh, am not far away from the ballpark as we do today's show. And the uh, Rangers hanging in there and uh, down one nothing. Now, Aaron, let's uh, let's let everybody know where to go uh, if they want to hear the Rangers game. I'm I would really rather everybody stay with us. We'll kind of do some live look-ins, perhaps along the way, but. If, if folks want to listen to the Rangers on opening day, Aaron, let's tell them to go over to our Fox affiliate. Where would they, where would they find that? That would be 93.9 and 1330 a.m. 1330 a.m. 
and 93.9 are your two options for uh, for being able to listen to the uh, Rangers versus the Rockies for a uh, just a sold out ballpark. Ballpark looks pretty. I like when the sun comes in there. I think it has a nice look to it, and so uh, and the Rangers are just kind of hanging on. And Taylor Hearn has settled down a little bit. I need to look real quick, Aaron, and see, you know, how many pitches he's thrown. But I, I got to tell you, I am uh, the way it was headed, even in the second inning, even the first inning, I thought this dude is not long for this game. Six hits, one earned run, one walk, has five strikeouts in this game. And uh, we have now gone to the top of the third in Arlington out at Globe Life, and the uh, Rangers are uh, at the plate. We'll keep you uh, we'll keep you updated on all of this. But fun to see everybody kind of get going. And uh, I it's it's a it's a either strike them out or give up some hard hit balls. I mean, the the Rockies have. Uh, there's there's a couple things going on. Let's see who has the Rangers only hit so far. That would be Garver. Oh, I did see that one. He uh, laced that one out to left field, and that's the catcher for the Rangers. Aaron, as you well know, the Rangers have had their catcher since Pudge left us <clears throat> all those years ago. The Rangers have been fortunate to have uh, any of their catchers. They're down the eight or nine spot. Garver can actually hit. And so batting third today, and uh, uh, Garcia uh, batting cleanup. Uh, this is a uh, this is really interesting because what the Rangers have done, at least early in this season, Simeon batting leadoff, the guy who hit like a million home runs, and then Seager uh, hitting in the two spot. Aaron, as I does that sound completely insane to you? that you would have Simeon leading off for you and Corey Seager in the one and two. I mean, ideally, folks with this much power and this much pop would be at, you know, three spot, four spot, maybe even the five spot, would not be leading off and hitting in the two hole. Yeah, but a lot of, uh, and it's an analytic thing, a lot of teams are doing that because it gets them an extra at bat in most games. So it gets your better hitters an extra at-bat, moving them up in the order a couple of spots. Yeah, but guess what I like my best hitters to do is drive in a ton of runs. And historically, leadoff hitters are not people who drive in a huge amount of runs. Now, over the years when the Rangers were good, they had a pretty good two-hole hitter. And Michael Young occupied that for many years, and that was great. Kinsler's been at number two, and uh, in late, in, you know, in, lately they've had extreme troubles finding anybody to lead off. I get it, but I mean, if I've got a guy who can hit fifty home runs, I don't want to like. I mean, I get it. I, I like the analytics. I look at them. I read about it. I don't want a fifty home run hitter batting leadoff. I mean, I, I I get what you're saying, Aaron. I think it's a I think it's a fine explanation for why the Rangers are trying this. But, um, well, but I, yeah, it it I don't uh, I I I would prefer having the guys down in the lineup a little bit. Well, and then the the thinking is is basically that first at bat is a bonus at bat because he's because you get an extra one and every other at bat he'll have a chance to bat with hopefully runners on the bases. Um, after leading off the game. 
That's, you would hope. That's kind of what the analytics say. You I'm would not hope, saying it's 100. I'm not saying I agree with 100% either, but that that's the thing. Yeah. Now, here's what the part of the lineup I actually kind of like, and, and this maybe goes with what you're saying, is that I do like Solak at number seven. I like Willie Calhoun at eight. Willie's hit the ball so hard this season. Tough, tough luck. I think he's like 0 for 10 now. And he's had, even in the ninth the other night, I saw him, and he's ripped one to second. The guy jumps up, maybe a shortstop, actually. He jumps up and makes a play in Toronto. I think that was Bichette who made that play. But Willie's hit the ball well, has nothing to show for it so far in this season. And then uh, Culberson at, uh, uh, is playing third base. Does Culberson... Aaron, is that did he used to play for the Rockies? For some reason, I have him in in, in my mind as a former Rocky, but uh, an interesting way. I I always have felt like you ought to get a home opening series with one of your, whether it be the Astros or whoever it is, with somebody that's a rival or it's become a rival over the years. It's been the A's, it's been the Angels, Mariners to a certain extent. <clears throat> I would say opening at home. Against the Rockies is weird at best. <laughs> I, I I don't love it. I don't love it for the fans. Um, Rockies traditionally hit the ball well. Ball flies out of that ballpark. Not great. This lineup's not that great. They just have a couple of hitters who can really go. Uh, but um, I, I am uh, excited to kind of get some baseball going. And uh, we will keep you monitored as the day unfolds. One out. Uh, we are already now in the uh, bottom of the third. Rangers are um, Rangers are up now. Two outs in the bottom of the third. Rangers still only have one hit. Um, Aaron, I would say right now you're sort of surviving in this game. The <laughs> you're in the uh, the Rockies have now had three at bats. They have seven hits. They have one run to show for it. So you will either benefit from great luck and, and, and a pitcher who seems to be getting himself out of jams, or eventually the dam breaks. The dam looked like it could break with bases loaded in the first inning against Taylor Hearn, and then they hit one over there, and Corey Seager made a nice play and made the out. They also threw a player out at home in that first inning. But, uh, Aaron, as you can tell, I love baseball opening day. I was out there for many, many years doing the pregame and postgame uh, all my years in Dallas radio, and so it was uh, fun. And, again, we can, we can send you over to our Fox affiliate. Aaron, 93.9, um, 1330 a.m. You can hear that on uh, Fox, and we would love for you to – I mean, stay with us, but I, I totally understand it. It's the opening day. If you need to listen to a little Rangers, I'm not going to be mad at you. You know, I feel like you're going to come back at some point, and so I don't uh, I don't get mad. We're all like a big family of networks, so that's exciting. Now, I did want to say, as we open this Monday, thank you to the Baylor Club, the panoramic views of the McLean Stadium, and then also downtown Waco are gorgeous. And Aaron went here in a couple of weeks. When we do the uh, Baylor spring game, and Tom and I are going to actually be doing, and Aaron, you'll be part of this too, I would assume, uh, the uh, kind of like a pregame show to the spring game. That'll be very exciting as we get you ready for a spring game. Baylor alumni, the Office of Baylor alumni, uh, we're going to be out there at our usual tailgate spot, and they're going to be having a huge cook-off. 
All right, Aaron, this is something you would be interested in. 9 to 11, they're going to have some major competitors with briskets and just an enormous, like, brisket cook-off situation. If you want to come out there and be a part of this thing, we'll kind of let you know how to do it. Aaron, as of today, I have been asked to be a judge in the cook-off. Now, I was very excited about this early on, and then I started thinking about this. Former Baylor offensive lineman, uh, Blake Blackmar. Former Baylor great and Baylor Hall of Famer, Robin Big Cat Jones, is in this. Aaron, what if I don't pick? You know what I mean? Like, what if some of these former Baylor greats, these these all seem to be offensive linemen and defensive linemen, what if they're unhappy with my choices? Like, I don't, I'm a little worried about this now that I've, uh, I've committed to it. Is there, Aaron, should I back out of this event? No, I'm sure they'll be fine with you telling them that their barbecue is not the best. <laughs> Very large men, you're telling that to. <laughs> These are enormous men, great pass rushers, great pass protectors. Blackmore's a good guy. I've been in touch with him over the years, and Big Cat's a great friend of mine. So it'll be fun, and uh, I will be a, uh, Aaron, their words, not mine, a celebrity judge. <laughs> so anyway, that'll be fun, and we'll be doing that. And that's going to be on the 23rd, the Baylor uh, Green and Gold game. And that get game, we're going to be on air, ESPN Central Texas, from 11 to noon. And then we'll lead you right up to the start of the spring game. We'll race over and hopefully be up in the, uh, in the press box. I might hang out at the Baylor Club the world-famous Baylor Club, to watch the spring game because that seems like a fun thing to do. But we'll be out there, and we'll be uh, accounting for all of that. Uh, the Baylor flagship, of course, is ESPN Central Texas. All right, we got a lot lined up for you. We're going to get you some medical help today to explain what's going on with Luka. Luka Doncic, uh, the Maverick star, got hurt last night, if you haven't heard, and he's got a strain, and we're waiting to hear about his MRI. We're going to bring on one of our uh, Ascension Providence doctors in about 5.05 today to get you the latest on that. We got Campus Confidential. We got all sorts of stuff lined up next, though. We'll talk about one of the great champions we've seen in a long time, and we'll recap What happened at Augusta National? It is the Masters. It's next on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Your weather report is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency has offered Texans policies for their personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs. Check them out at nitschegroup.com. With the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency, Texans can go to one company and get access to insurance coverage options from many carriers. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. The clouds thicken up tonight. The breezes still remain strong and lows drop to 69 degrees. It'll be mostly cloudy tomorrow with a 40% chance of showers and thunderstorms. And some of these thunderstorms late tomorrow afternoon have the possibility of being strong to severe with large hail, damaging winds, and even isolated tornadoes will top out at 87. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Glenn Moore and Baylor Bears softball on 101.3 FM 
Baylor softball back home Tuesday at Ketterman Stadium hosting Texas State. 6.15 for the warm-up show, 6.30 first pitch Tuesday for Baylor Texas State softball from Getterman Stadium. Join Dan Ingham for Baylor Big 12 softball every game on 101.3 FM. ProStar Rental is the number one choice for all of your equipment rental needs. No matter the project, they got you covered. Plus, their friendly local staff is always available to answer your questions. They have a large selection of quality equipment available to rent for any project, big or small. And they have eight locations across Texas to serve you, including locations in Waco and Belton. Visit online at ProStarRental.com for more info. ProStar Rental, they make work easier. John Morris here telling you all about my friends at Marineland Boating Center, home of Crest Pontoon Boats and Yamaha Outboards. They have boats in stock for immediate delivery. Enjoy days of fishing and family boating fun from Crest Pontoons, powered by Yamaha Outboard Motors. Only at Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or on the web at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. Your home for Baylor baseball is ESPN Central Texas. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. Some things never change, like the commitment to service and protection the Nietzsche Group Insurance Agency has offered since 1949. Whether you're needing a new business policy to get your operations up and running, adding cyber liability for a remote workforce, or if you're needing to pause your current coverage, our team is here for the protection you need when you need it. Whatever your coverage needs, talk to the experts that care. Call the Nietzsche Group to discuss your personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs at 1-800-258-8302. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Highland Park native Scotty Scheffler shot a 71 on Sunday and won the Masters by three shots. Dallas Mavericks' Luka Doncic suffered a left calf strain in the team's regular season finale against the Spurs late in the third quarter. The Mavs beat the Spurs 130-120. to Gary Brown, who spent seven seasons as the Cowboys running backs coach, has died after being treated for cancer. He was 52. Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Dwayne Haskins died early Saturday morning after he was struck by a dunk truck while he was walking and Haskins was 24 years old. Rangers lose the opening series to the Blue Jays 2-1. Rangers have their opening day today with the Rockies and you can hear that game on Fox Sports Central Texas. Baylor baseball got swept over the weekend by West Virginia and Baylor softball won the series over Kansas this past weekend. Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. Gentle breezes come through the Loblolly Pines at the Masters. At the last, young Scotty Scheffler comes to the the 18th, and he wins it for Dallas 
and New Jersey, his birthplace. Oh, it is the Matt Mosley Show, ESP in Central Texas. Love that music. Love, uh, could hear that all the time, all year round. But it is the Masters music, and uh, it was Scotty Scheffler winning the Masters. Dallas, Texas. Now, born and bred in New Jersey. I found this to be a fascinating story, Aaron. And I know we'll hear a little bit from Scotty in a minute because uh, Aaron was able to find some interesting uh, audio. Uh, Scotty, also to our, uh, our our Central Texas audience, which has more Baptist churches than any place per capita in the in the world. I, uh, you would like to know that Scheffler, a very spiritual man, and uh, said that. Uh, you know, whether he was shot 82 on the final day or won the tournament, he was going to be the same guy, and, and you know, he was going to receive God's love either way. And I thought that was great. I thought, uh, he, you know, it wasn't one of those, sometimes we kind of cringe when we hear, you know, somebody sort of almost state, I uh, had God's favor or God. I mean, we I think most of us don't really think God's out there like, I think I'll have Scotty win this year. I don't know if he truly cares that much about sports or she. I I just think that uh, uh, it's, uh, it's interesting how people use religion in sports. I found Scotty Scheffler to be extremely genuine in the way he presented it, his faith. It's a private faith, but it's also very, very important to him. And I love reading about it. And, uh, and he even admitted after the round that before his, uh, early in the morning of the Sunday that he was crying, that he was because he didn't know if he was ready for this. And I'm telling you, for the best player in the world to admit that at age 25, that he's crying because he didn't know if he was ready for something, takes a lot of guts. And I think it's kind of uh, refreshing. That somebody would admit, hey, I'm not, you know, I'm not out here trying to be the tough guy, John Wayne type guy. I, I was worried about this. And he went out there and he found a way. And it was kind of funny on the final hole. He had a huge lead. He had a five-stroke lead. And he couldn't put the ball in the cup. He kept missing. And he double bogeyed the final hole. I mean, he hit a great shot in. He was fine. And he just kept missing these short putts. But it was fine because he had like a a huge uh, uh, margin for error. Now, part of that was because on number 12, Cameron Smith from down under, from Australia, who's great, has kind of some uh, ratty hair, has a little bit of a mullet, a little bit of a uh, Matthew Meyer thing going, wispy mustache. I'm trying to think if Meyer has ever rocked the mustache to go with a mullet. I can't really remember. But um, this was a wispy blonde mustache to go along with a wispy, crazy, ratty hair. And the guy at number 11 birdies to get to seven under. Scheffler hit a, hit a actually kind of a clutch par putt to remain at 10 under <coughs> at 11. And then were those of us who've been fortunate enough to be at the Masters and attend, and those of you who've watched it on TV, which honestly is just about as good because it is so gorgeous and so fun to watch. Number 12 has been the ending of a lot of beautiful rounds. It happened to Greg Norman, basically lost a tournament there in 1996 to Faldo, just an absolute what was considered one of the great chokes in sports history. 
1996 was that. And then just uh, Jordan Spieth also ran into trouble on number 12 and had a blow up when he had the tournament in hand and let it get away from him. An amazing accomplishment for Scotty Scheffler from Highland Park. Now, Aaron, uh, the hard scrabble place that is known as Highland Park (laughs) High School, kids that pull themselves up by the bootstraps. Now, I found this to be fascinating, though, because not every story at Highland Park is some kind of rich kid. We think of Highland Park, and it is extremely one of the wealthiest school districts and areas in in the United States. Okay, but like Kershaw, for instance, Clayton Kershaw with the Dodgers, he did not come from a lot of money and he ended up somehow moving in and 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 going to Highland Park. Scheffler was the same way. His the way I understand it, his mom was the uh, bread earner, uh, breadwinner in the family. And um, in in New Jersey, some Texas lawyers went up there one time, were trying a case and they in the she was the. The, the office manager of a law firm, and they said, my gosh, she's unbelievable. This this woman's incredible. And so they hired her at a firm in Dallas, and I think it was Thompson Knight, maybe? It's called something different now. I think it's Thompson and Knight. And she was great there. I think she was listed as, like, the chief operating officer, COO. But basically the office manager of the uh, law firm, and it's a very that's a very famous again. It's called something different. I've known lawyers from there. It's called something different now, but she did a great job there. And they moved here to uh, they moved to the Dallas area to our Fairburg. Let's call it Central Texas. Let's let's add Dallas to that. They moved in when Scheffler was seven years old. Now this is a story I, I went back and read in the New Jersey paper from 2021, and I found this fascinating. So. Uh, they basically became members to help out. The dad was a stay-at-home dad. The mom was the breadwinner. And because they thought that for whatever reason, their son was maybe way into golf, and he played other sports too, but he hooked up with a guy named Randy Smith, who was the head pro for many, many years at Royal Oaks in Dallas. Okay, Royal Oaks is located at Greenville, uh, near Greenville and Walnut Hill. Greenville and Royal, I should say in Dallas, Texas. And Aaron, you'll like this. The way I read this story is they took out a loan. They took out a $50,000 loan so that they could join Royal Oaks. Now, I know people hear that and go, what? You would borrow a bunch of money to join a country club? Well, I would just say not everybody who does that probably ends up with a son who wins the Masters. But it worked out pretty well for the Schefflers. So mom was doing pretty well, uh, but the kid was way into it. And I loved what Scheffler said yesterday in the terms of his parents. And his, he's got three sisters, made incredible sacrifices so he could do what he did. Now, what does that mean? Well, it means that he was going to golf tournaments all over the country as a junior golfer. And one of his sisters played at Texas A&M, I think, um, I think he has mostly older sisters, and and in fact, two of them were there when he finished up. There was a brother-in-law, and then his uh, in-laws were there at the Masters. What a great, he just kind of comes across, 
is kind of an old soul, even though he's 25 years old. And Aaron, what would you have said if I told you that Scotty Scheffler would be Dallas's best golfer even like three years ago? I mean, think about that. The, the, the young players from Dallas, now Will Zalatoris is unbelievable. Scheffler's one, Zalatoris is two, and, and, and Jordan Spieth is number three. I'm talking about current golfers, okay? I'm not – Lee Trevino is a Dallas golfer. We're not going to go back into all that. Ralph Goodall uh, was born in Dallas. We can go back to Ben Hogan's from Fort Worth and, and, uh, and, and of course, uh, Byron Nelson's from around here too. But it is amazing to think that right now currently – now, if we're looking at what they've done for their career, Spieth's still in control. But, Aaron, there was Spieth – at home, he didn't make the cut. I love Jordan Spieth. Love watching him, but he's lost right now. You can tell. His swings, he's he's rehearsing things. He looks like me out there. I mean, he looks a lot better than me, but I'm just saying the only part that looks like me is he's thinking too much, and he's trying to work on his swing and sort things out mentally on the course. This is the main reason I've gone to tennis lately. And so he's – there he is at, at – at number, uh, you know, he's won, what is Spieth won? Four majors? Either three or four majors. And here comes Scotty Scheffler. And he could not sound more normal. Just a cool, um, His he's got a great relationship with his high school sweetheart. They were dating six years, I believe, before they got married. And her name is Meredith Scudder. And just seems like the coolest. He's got a great relationship. They said, what, what are you going to do tonight after Saturday's round? He said, I'm going to go watch The Office. I love that show. We're going to go watch The Office. And then, you know, hit the, hit the, the you know, uh, go to sleep early. Now, he worshipped um, Spieth. And I think that's a big reason he went to the University of Texas. And I think there's so many things about Jordan Spieth that are, are absolutely. But what he really worships and what he talks about is his, his religious beliefs. Scheffler is the real deal. Sometimes you hear people and you're like, that sounds kind of fake. This guy seems extremely genuine. Um, Aaron, let's listen to a little bit. Uh, You were able to uh, come across a little audio, and this is uh, Scotty Scheffler kind of talking about uh, um, what he was going through in that, uh, and what he'd been dreaming of, of winning the Masters. I think because it's the Masters. Um, I've... I've dreamed of having a chance to play in this golf tournament. I, I teared up the first time I got my invitation in the mail. Um, we, we were fortunate enough to play here in college, and, you know, I love this place. I love this golf course. Um, and there's just, you know, if you're going to choose a golf tournament to win, this would be the tournament I would want to win. Aaron, I, I think, um, don't you feel like Scotty would have been a good fit for Mike McGraw and Baylor? Did he sound like God sounds like a Baylor guy. Um, I, I just, um, I, you know, he went to the University of Texas. They've had some unbelievable golfers over the years. Tom Kite, Ben Crenshaw uh, being f- f- first and foremost, and then many, many years later, Jordan Spieth comes along. Jordan's now 28 years old. He's a little lost right now with his golf swing. And Scheffler is not lost at all. Scheffler has now won, coming in his tournament, he won his first tournament uh, ever, as far as the PGA Tour, uh, on Super Bowl Sunday. He turns around, then wins the Arnold Palmer. And then the week before the Masters, he wins the match play tournament at Austin Country Club. 
okay, where he went to school. And that's a hard tournament. I mean, Spieth can tell you that because you got all the Longhorns out there doing the hook'em and screaming at you and excited for you. This guy is not bothered. I'll tell you who impresses me the most are people that develop these golf swings that don't look like anybody else. You could tell this guy has played other sports. And he also has a flair to his game that makes you almost think of an old Arnie Palmer because he does this crazy, exaggerated thing when he's trying to hit draws. And it's funny. His legs are all over the place. Now, I don't know how sustainable this is. I'm just saying he's riding one of the great heaters in golf history. So he's basically won four of the last six tournaments on schedule. Now, maybe four of the last six he's entered. But since that that, uh, tournament he won uh, Super Bowl weekend, he's basically won everything he's been a part of. The only person who won at this clip was Tiger. And then before that, you'd have to go all the way back to Jack. And then you'd have to go to Nelson. And Nelson always was going to hold the the record because I think he won like something insane, maybe like thirteen straight tournaments. But uh, what uh, what this guy is doing right now, Scotty Scheffler, is is one of the great stories in golf. It's one of the great stories in all of sports, and it just you like seeing good things happen to seemingly really good people. And uh, Scheffler is doing that. The other big story from the Masters was Tiger. Tiger limped home, literally, figuratively. He he hit the ball okay for most of the tournament. He putted horribly. and But it the thing I liked about it, I know people, there's some people that don't like Tiger. I root for him like crazy. I really do. I love Tiger. And he, he just kept fighting. And what I loved is what was different about this version of Tiger is that at age 46, as he walked off that final at 18, he had the most genuine, huge smile on his face and, and, and was receiving all the warm praise. This was a cutthroat, cold-hearted player, and he used that to his advantage. He was the most intimidating guy to play with since Jack, since Nicholas was at his peak back in the late 60s and 70s. He, he was... And it, but he became, through this whole experience and returning from this horrible car accident, more human. And I root for him. And I've got friends that, um, boy, they hate what he did, and they go back to what all happened with his wife and all that stuff. And, I, again, I'm not saying that any of that was great. But when somebody perseveres and they're that competitive and they've been the greatest at their sport for that many years, I have a hard time not rooting for you. And uh, so I was uh, I was extremely uh, pleased to see Tiger complete his round, and I think just making the cut was, a, was an enormous victory for him. I do think he will play in the British Open because it suits him, and that's his favorite course on the planet. They are going back to St. Andrews. And so that's every five years, and so that'll be uh, – He'll, he'll want to play in that Open. Will he play in the PGA Championship 40-something days from now? Don't have an answer. He doesn't have an answer either. I do think he'll play in the British Open. So we'll keep you posted on all of that as it unfolds. Now, 
it is time for something we like to call Campus Confidential. We'll do that next. Join us for our next Baylor Coaches Show this week on Wednesday at 6 p.m. Join us this week on Wednesday beginning at 6 p.m. and hear from women's tennis coach Joey Scrivano and women's golf coach Jay Goble. The Baylor Coaches Show this week on Wednesday at 6 p.m. Live from Rudy's and here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe with locations in Waco and Bryan and at PioneerBoys.com. What do John Morris, Kirk Watson, Maxine Hart, Walter Abercrombie, Martha Lou Scott, Michael Hyatt, and Robert Darden all have in common? They've each been interviewed on Baylor Line's Direct Line Conversation Series. You can hear from these outstanding bears and many, many more with a subscription to Baylor Line Insider. This is your all-access pass to the best content in the Baylor family. Subscribe today at baylorline.com krzi. Keep up with Baylor Softball on ESPN Central Texas. Refinance your vehicle with Genco and skip payments for 90 days. Rates as low as 1.99% APR for 48 months. Online applications will get an additional 0.1% off their rate and have a chance to win a 0% auto loan. We had another baby, so we really needed a lower car payment and a bigger car. Refinancing our loan with Genco made both possible. Thank you, Genco. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. For more information, go to GencoFCU.org. Member NCUA. Did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion? Did you know that in Japan you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids? Or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine? I bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home. It's true. At the Foundation Doctor, we have our own proprietary solution called Stable Soil. Stable Soil is a quick, inexpensive application that stabilizes the soil under your home. It's fast-acting, long-lasting, and puts a stop to those pesky cracks and sticking doors. Only the Foundation Doctor offers this revolutionary product. So give the doctor a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. You got doors that are sticking or cracks in your walls. The Foundation Doctor will make a house call. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Highland Park native Scotty Scheffler shot a 71 on Sunday and won the Masters by three shots. Dallas Mavericks' Luka Doncic suffered a left calf strain in the team's regular season finale against the Spurs late in the third quarter. The Mavs beat the Spurs 130-120. to Gary Brown, who spent seven seasons as the Cowboys running backs coach, has died after being treated for cancer. He was 52. Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Dwayne Haskins died 
died early Saturday morning after he was struck by a dunk truck while he was walking and Haskins was 24 years old. Rangers lose the opening series to the Blue Jays 2-1. Rangers have their opening day today with the Rockies, and you can hear that game on Fox Sports Central Texas. Baylor baseball got swept over the weekend by West Virginia, and Baylor softball won the series over Kansas this past weekend. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. All news, Matt Mosley, and we've got a programming uh, announcement for you. At 5 o'clock, Scotty Scheffler's longtime swing coach, and uh, through some various sources, we were able to track Randy down. He was one of the first guys that uh, Scotty uh, hugged after his round yesterday. That was uh, he hugged his parents, his wife, of course, first, and then uh, uh, parents, sisters, and then uh, right after that, there was a man, and that was Randy Smith, who's uh, been a swing coach for many, many years, starting at uh, Royal Oaks Country Club in Dallas, Texas, and so uh, we we tracked down Randy. That'll be a lot of fun. We'll call Randy at five o'clock. And uh, so, yeah, be by the dial for that. I think you'll really enjoy. Randy's uh, uh, considered one of the preeminent junior golf instructors in the country. Has been for many, many years. He's now like the, uh, oh, emeritus, the uh, pro emeritus out at Royal Oaks Country Club. But a tremendous guy, and people just swear by him. And his, uh, his early, another protege of his was none other than Justin Leonard who went on to win the uh, British Open, I believe, in 1997, and then in 1999 became an enormous hero for what he did in that Ryder Cup. But uh, uh, it's a a remarkable story, and uh, Scotty Scheffler uh, learned from uh, from Randy, and so we'll have Randy on at 5 o'clock. All right, Uh, Aaron, let's do some Campus Confidential, what's on your mind today. The WNBA draft is tonight. And what? What? Three Baylor Lady Bears are expected to go in the three-round draft. What? Oh no! I was just I was just being having fun. No, oh, okay. I'm I'm, re- I'm ready for it. Yeah, I'm ready for the WBA oh, yeah. draft. Uh, Baylor forward Alyssa Smith is uh, widely expected to be the second pick tonight by the Indiana Fever. It was thought that it was between her and Ryan Howard from Kentucky. Uh, but the Atlanta Dream moved into the top spot, and speculation is they did that to take Howard, which would mean that Smith will more than likely go with the second pick to the Indiana Fever. The Fever have four first-round draft picks besides the second pick. They also have four, six, and ten. Mock drafts project Bader center Queen Egbo to go in the second round and guard Jordan Lewis to either go late second or early third in tonight's WNBA draft. All right, Aaron, and uh, the good news for Baylor fans, Nikki Collin, apparently she will be joining us in the coming days to react to all this, and I believe she has flown to New York City to be a part of this and to watch the Bears get drafted. And Alyssa uh, could go, as Aaron said, number two overall. I find it interesting that the Atlanta Dream – has moved into the uh, the number one spot. Uh, and, Aaron, guess who used to be the coach 
of that Atlanta team in the WNBA? I know the answer to that. She was the WNBA Coach of the Year one year. It was uh, Coach Collin. Nikki Collin, of course. And so that wouldn't that be something uh, if Nalissa, but as Aaron says, Aaron's sources are telling him that uh, the Indiana Fever is a more likely landing spot for Nalissa Smith. And uh, that'll be fun and excited for Nalissa. And we'll, we'll be watching that. We'll be monitoring that. And then, as I uh, said, Nikki Collin will be joining us right here on the Matt Mosley Show uh, with Aaron Sexton alongside ESPN Central Texas. Ohio State will honor former quarterback Dwayne Haskins at Saturday's spring game as the football program grieves the loss of the record-setting quarterback who Coach Ryan Day said brought compassion and excellence to the locker room. Haskins, 24, died Saturday morning after being struck by a dump truck while walking on a South Florida highway. He had been training in the area with other Pittsburgh Steelers players. Haskins played from Ohio State for Ohio State from 2016 to 18. He was a Heisman Trophy finalist and set Big Ten records for passing yards, touchdown passes, and total offensive yards. He then became the first Ohio State quarterback drafted in the first round of the NFL draft since 1982. And Coach Day uh, talked about Haskins, and it was kind of an amazing story. He said, quote, he was 11 years old walking through this facility and said that this is what I'm going to do, and then he did it. I didn't know that about Haskins, you know, that he grew up a lifelong Ohio State fan and said he was going to be their quarterback one day when he was 11 years old and, and made that dream come true. Pretty incredible, and it's, it's, a, it's a sad story. Yeah, it really is, and I, I don't think we'll ever have any great answers for how this happened, what led to, to uh, Dwayne Haskins being out on that highway um, at six something in the morning when uh, this was reportedly uh, this reportedly happened? I, I just uh, just profound sadness, and I know people have made a big deal out of a couple of people responded really in an ugly manner to this, and. You know, I, I don't know why we – I wish we could just ignore people when they say idiotic things. What we do know is that this is a young guy uh, at age 24 whose life was taken way too early. Who knows if he would have broken through with the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. thought he had a great chance to. I think they really liked him, and I thought they had gave him a chance to kind of grow up and mature. And uh, I, I just by the outpouring – of support for him from both Ohio State, Pittsburgh, and even his former teammates with the uh, with the Washington team, I, I it's uh, it's hard to fathom. It's incredibly. I mean, I think you said it, Aaron. Sadness is what you feel, and uh, and that's why I don't want to get into that whole. It's unfortunate that people sometimes don't don't seem to have the empathy that you need. In a situation like that, um, but again, if you cover the league long enough, some people just don't quite understand how to look at things. But this was uh, a guy who was struggling to kind of make it uh, in the NFL. From uh, it didn't work out with Washington, he got another shot with Pittsburgh, and I think they were going to give him a great shot. And he happened to be in South Florida training with some of his <clears throat> uh, receivers, and I thought. Uh, I, I really thought he had a chance to, to get 
he had a great opportunity there, to, to, especially with Ben Roethlisberger retiring, to try to turn his life and career around a little bit. And so, you know, when somebody dies young like that, something tragic, uh, why not remember the greatest times of their life rather than focus on some of these other things? And I would simply say that uh, his time at Ohio State, he was unreal. And that is why he was a top ten pick in the NFL draft. He was a great player, great teammate, and his teammates can't say enough good things about him. So tremendously, tremendously sad news coming out of South Florida. Doug Brenner, a former Oregon offensive lineman, is suing the NCAA for $100 million in punitive damages in a trial that begins tomorrow in Eugene and also names the University of Oregon and its former head football coach, Willie Taggart, as defendants. Brenner alleges in the lawsuit he sustained lifelong injuries during a series of controversial workouts in 2017. The law firm of Caffrey and McDougal filed the suit on behalf of Brenner in January 2019 and sought $11.5 million from the NCAA. According to documents obtained by ESPN, Brenner increased the claim for pain and suffering from 6 to $20 million and has added the claim against the NCAA for punitive damages. The firm filed the amended complaint on March 24th following discovery, which included depositions from NCAA President Mark Emmert and Chief Medical Officer Brian Hainline. Brenner also named some other um, Oregon coaches. He left Oregon after one season, Taggart did, who's named in the lawsuit to become head coach at Florida State, where he was fired after two seasons. According to the lawsuit, their trainer did not carry industry-required certification to be a strength and conditioning coach, and Doug Brenner suffered lifelong injuries as a result of negligence. Man, that's an ugly one. And uh, that, that whole scene out in Florida State has been rough for a while now. And tell me once, tell me again, Aaron, tell our audience again, like what, what he's claiming happened to him, like from an injury standpoint. I mean, I find that fascinating to, to try to basically suggest that the athletic trainer slash uh, strength coach did not have the proper background to do what he needed to do what what exactly is he saying happened uh to him physically the um the article itself didn't actually go into specifics about what happened to him physically he said that uh, his legal team says that the the reason they're seeking the massive punitive damages is because the ncaa basically showed uh indifference to workouts where there was an unreasonable risk of harm and uh, mm. no specific mm. rules regarding overexerting players doing workouts. Yeah. Uh, but it, yeah. it uh, doesn't list his actual physical injuries in the, in the article. Well, this is a fascinating one because you would think you would have to point to something specific that happened. We've seen some horrific things in terms of players that maybe weren't properly hydrated over the years. And uh, I go back to, I think it was Corey Stringer from uh, the, the Vikings in a few years ago. It was the player uh, that was playing for DJ Durkin at Maryland. I think Grant Taff, our great friend, helped athletic trainers across the country when he was with the American Football Coach Association really get up to speed and up to date 
on on hydrating players the proper way. I remember attending something where Grant was speaking, and that was really, really important. But uh, that's an interesting one, um, and I want to continue to follow that because it, it, you would think there would have to be a specific uh, harm done to the body, and yet this is, uh, this is going after the NCAA. I find this very interesting. We'll continue to uh, monitor that story. Aaron, you got one last one? I do. Uh, Clemson okay. coach Dabo Sweeney says there needs to be a complete blow-up of college football. It's amazing um, how uh, with the NIL and the transfer portal that, that coaches that a couple of years ago were winning multiple national championships are now saying blow the whole thing up. Uh, he said this week that he thinks a lack of uniformity will lead to a complete restructuring in college athletics at some point. In particular, he sees the larger, more prominent Power 5 schools forming their own division in football which I think a lot of people see down the road. He also says the current system is a mess, and although he supports name, image, and likeness uh, for student-athletes, he is adamantly against the professionalization of college athletes and anything that rises to the level of pay-for-play, which he says some of the NIL uh, deals do. So another top coach speaking out against those huge NIL deals that certain schools that we've talked repeatedly about are giving out. Yeah, it, you know, people, Dabo and others, people aren't always that respectful of, of when they make their points. Um, the only thing I'll say about Dabo, I, and I saw people mocking him for this, he was saying, you know, they will not be huge players in the portal. Now, some programs are so great, they don't really have to be. But, you know, he... I, I, the one thing I kind of respect is that, you know, he, he, he was showing a commitment to the players they've already brought in and then the players that, uh, you know, taking care of them and, and, I, and I think hopefully not having a lot of guys transfer out. There's some things I think I like about Dabo, like some old school type things, and there's some things where he sounds really outdated in behind the times. The one thing you can't argue with with Dabo is that he took kind of a, a, a sleepy program and he brought it back to life after Danny Ford had that run there at Clemson and he turned it into a monster. All right, we're going to have uh, a treat for you. We have Scotty Scheffler's longtime swing coach, the guy who just won the Masters, Randy Smith from Royal Oaks Country Club, joins us next. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next Next private event, call 254-710-8080. Tax season brings a lot of uncertainty for everyone, but especially for investors. I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. We can help you navigate the complexities of tax laws and build a financial portfolio that withstands change no matter what the season. 
Kalea Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. ProStar Rental is the number one choice for all of your equipment rental needs. No matter the project, they got you covered. Plus, their friendly local staff is always available to answer your questions. They have a large selection of quality equipment available to rent for any project, big or small. And they have eight locations across Texas to serve you, including locations in Waco and Belton. Visit online at ProStarRental.com for more info. ProStar Rental, they make work easier. This is ESPN Central Texas. You know what would be weird? You go over to your buddy's house and he invites you into his bedroom and says, Hey, have you seen my bed? And then he proceeds to take all the covers off his bed, looks at you with no shame and asks you, Do you like what you see? Um, awkward. It's the same thing with your truck. A bare bed is an awkward form of truck nudity and it should be stopped. Now, our lawmakers aren't going to do anything about it, so Pickup Outfitters has decided to take the initiative. In the month of April, all solid bed covers are 200 $50 off when purchased and installed at Pickup Outfitters. You heard right. $250 off all solid bed covers in April. Folding, rolling, retractable, lid style, all $250 off. It's in celebration of our 25th anniversary, but it's also to help you from being that weird guy who wants to show everyone his bed. $250 off solid bed covers in April when purchased and installed at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Here Drive in Waco, on the web at createacommotion.com. City Ranch Boot Company has a new location and they can't wait to see you. Choose your skin. Choose your design. Let them create that perfect pair of boots, belt, wallet, or handbag. With over 30 years of leather industry, owner Jay Kelly and his team know their stuff. Design boots for the bride and groom or the entire wedding party. Put your company logo on boots as sales incentive or thank your employees. Incorporate your ranch brand or the name of your ranch as a gift for your family. Bring them in for a lifelong memory. City Ranch Boot Company, custom designed, locally owned, family operated, and Texas made. City Ranch Boot Company brings you a unique experience. Shop off the shelf or design yourself. City Ranch Boot Company, located at 10267 North River Crossing, just off Highway 6 and 185, next to the Joko Building. Call them at 254-855-7225. Find them on Facebook and Instagram, too. Or visit their website, cityranchboot.com. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Marineland Boating Center, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. And uh, we are proud to be joined by Jet Setter. He's been all over the country here. And uh, Randy Smith, uh, the, um, the, the longtime uh, pro at Royal Oaks Country Club in Dallas and the man who started working with Scotty Scheffler many years ago. Randy, has it been uh, – have you gotten any sleep? I mean, that was a very exciting afternoon yesterday. How are you, uh, how are you feeling today? I'm not hearing Randy. 
Randy? Let me see if I can. We may have lost him. Hold on just a second. We may have lost Randy Smith for a little bit. He is the uh, He's traveling right now. The mentor and coach and a great PGA professional, Randy Smith, who has uh, uh, been working with Scotty Scheffler for many, many years. Uh, the man who won the green jacket yesterday. Oh, good. Okay, Randy, I gave you this beautiful, uh, uh, you know, entrance there, and then you weren't there. But, uh, oh, I'm looking at these great photos, by the way, of, uh, of you and, and Scotty at, at, a, at both of y'all already young age. Randy, congratulations, by the way. It's uh, exciting to have you on. Yeah, I guess he can't hear me. Okay, yeah, Randy. Oh, good. You can. I just wasn't hearing you, Randy. Uh, congratulations. It's great to have you on the uh, the Matt Mosley show. I'm looking at you right now, by the way, Randy, in a, a sweater vest that you had. It's not quite the vest that Scotty was wearing, but sweater vest with Scotty circa, I don't know, he must have been seven or eight years old. Uh, what, an, what an exciting uh, time that was for all of you guys yesterday. Have you, uh, have you come back down to earth yet? Uh, no, <laughs> no, really, you know, I don't know where I'm up. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's one of those deals where you're just a little bit numb. And I, somebody called me this morning, we were talking about it. He says, well, you know, how, how are you doing with this? And I said, well, I'm, I, I'm just looking at my arms. I've never seen so many bruises on my arms. Then it dawned on me, I've been pinching myself for about the last 12 hours. <laughs> I mean, oh. it is ugly on my arms. <laughs> well, uh, you know, you are regarded as one of the great uh, junior coaches in the country. And, and, Randy, it's it's when they break through. And, of course, every parent thinks their kid's probably going to be the next Tiger or next Justin Leonard. Uh, now it'll be the next Scotty Scheffler. And, and, and sometimes you've got to manage those expectations uh, I'm just, I'm sure you've had all sorts of memories sort of come flooding back to you. Uh, what do you, what, when, when that first time you met Scotty, when they, they had moved to Dallas, I think he was about seven years old. They came from New Jersey. Who, like, do you remember kind of how they got connected with you? Was it just, I guess they probably heard that, hey, this guy works with a lot of junior golfers. Well, you know, you, you haven't been asked this question very often, except maybe once a day. So I've got a pretty much a stock <laughs> answer. But, you know, they came to me through a junior player at uh, Highland Park High School, and her father uh, hired Diane Scheffler with his firm. And that's why they're moving. They're moving down here. She's going to take that. But, you know, he uh, he reached reached out to me, and he said, there's going to be a group. I'm going to send a family over to your facility They've got a little guy that just is eating up with golf. And they just, you know, kind of want to look you over. I said, what? And I said, no, they just want to see the club and see if it might be a place he could be happy. And I said, sure, do it. And I think I was working with Justin, of all people, at the time. And here comes this old seven-year-old up there on the range with uh, his parents. And he, I just kind of nodded, and they set him up, let him start hitting some balls I finished with Justin. I went down to introduce myself and shake hands and tell them about the their next coming of Tiger Woods. And 
you know, kind of figured it was that type deal. And, uh, I was, you know, 15 minutes, you know, and be a nice guy. Which, you know, and so I, I watched him hit balls for two hours and he was seven. I don't do that very often. And I talked to him a little bit and everything. And he did things that as a seven-year-old that were just totally different from what I was used to looking at. It wasn't so much all the golf swing, but it was what he was doing with the golf ball at a little bitty. I mean, he wouldn't come up to your kneecaps. That's how tiny he was. <laughs> and uh, I knew right then that, that this, this kid is basically a savant. And uh, that was good Lord, 18 years ago. Uh, that is hard to, to imagine. So he's seven. You're seeing him do now. What was he? What exactly was he doing with the golf ball? Was he already kind of shaping shots, or was it? What was the? What was it? Because you have coached, I would guess, upwards of thousands of 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 youth golfers over the years. What was it about Scotty that kind of that stood out? And it did it. Did it remind you of Justin at all? Justin Leonard, who of course uh, went on to win his own major. Uh, at the uh, at, you know the British Open, what what was it about his uh, about what he was doing with the golf ball that stood out to you? Well, uh, Matt, the the thing that was that set him apart. Every shot he hit started from the target back to him. I mean, everything was from the target back to him. Where most kids are swinging and hitting, hit it hard. Look, I hit the driving range. This is cool. Look at me go. He is tied to a central focus of a target. And I didn't even ask him what the targets were, but he, he would hit one for about three or four balls, and all of a sudden he's on the other side of the he's hitting back the other direction. You know, boom, I got this tree over here. Okay, he, he's not even telling me, but you can see him move to the target. And, you know, if he hit that target, like there was a pole out there, I think that day, it was probably 90 yards away, and he kept hitting at it, and then finally hit it. As soon as he hit it, he picked a new target. So everything was involved at Everything was involving a target, and at a young age, uh, you just don't see that. You, I mean, I, I've never really seen that. The only thing close to it, I would say, would be Justin back back in the day. So that's that's what got my attention with him. Randy Smith joining us, Royal Oaks, uh, longtime pro, now the pro emeritus out there, and and uh, just watched one of his uh, proteges. Uh, Scotty Scheffler win win it all at the Masters, just unbelievable. What did you make of his parents, his family, uh, when you started getting to know them? It was a really kind of an interesting story because the uh, the the dad stayed at home and and took care of his family. I know Scotty has three sisters. What uh, were they were they typical? I mean, some of these golf parents, as you know, can be pretty involved. Uh, what were what were they? What have they been like through all these years? Well, you know, it started out, and, and to be honest with you, his parents are they were phenomenal. Uh, Diane, you know, she, she did her thing, and Scott, he did his thing. His thing was keep everything fixed at the house. He could fix anything. Uh, he keeps the cars running. He gets the kids to three different, uh, you know, start times at school uh, at four times with them uh, down the down the line there. You know, two or three pickup times, make sure they're picked up, make sure he gets to the golf course. And he kind of organized everything. And it, it was it was a lot of fun to watch how they how they went about it. You know, I'm not saying Scott didn't have a 
few moments there through his junior career, and Scott will be the first one to tell you, where it was getting a little itchy, you know. And we've had a couple talks, and the thing about it is he, he understood early on that this was going to have some ebbs and flows to it, but there was going to be a, a really a, a high point in his career. And it was, you know, it was going to be down the line. Let's build toward it. And Scott really was supportive of that uh, as the father. All right. And so he hits that growth spurt at some point. Randy, when does that happen? And how as an instructor, do you kind of deal with that and make sure all this foundation you've put out there? Uh, Cause he's a little five, two guy. And then suddenly, I mean, he's a, obviously the guy, the big lanky guy that we see now. When did that happen, and how, as an instructor, do you kind of do you kind of work through that and make sure everything kind of transfers over as that's happening? Well, you know, the thing about it that made it made it real easy as as a small child. Okay, yeah, there were some things he did a little bit differently, and but you couldn't you couldn't knock the success that he had. His, the way he hit the ball, the shape of the ball, the height of the ball, he hit it high, he hit it low. And he did it a lot with his hands. He did it just really with his mind. He sees where he wants to hit it. Now, we did some things inside the swing when he was smaller and, you know, this, that, and the other. But, you know, that we never really messed with. The grip finally changed when he was a little bit smaller and things like that. But when he hit that growth spurt, uh, which was in high school, my gosh. His body started hurting. Uh, he, you know, you could tell it. He, he just was uncomfortable. And then he got his arms got so doggone long that we were having a hard time controlling them. But we didn't just say, "Okay, let's make you into a cookie cutter robot guy. Let's do a little bit of it, a little bit of it." You know, and he bought into it. He made some changes, and uh, it got better and better. And you know. He was really hitting that spurt pretty hard when he won the United States Junior Amateur and, you know, ended up playing basketball his senior senior year in school. He played basketball as a power forward. I mean, it happened that <laughs> quick. And uh, he was pretty good at it, too, I'm telling you. But uh, he's an athlete, and being an athlete, I think it has it helps so much to go through one of those things. The only good thing that came out of not good thing, the good thing that did come out of it is when he started really popping up, his distances popped up. And that ball started going like quickly much further. And that was the thing he had to kind of rein in. So, well, that's great, but let's be able to do this. Let's figure out how far your irons really go and, you know, and worked on that. He's already working on it. He knew how far he was going to hit it. But just making sure because every month or every two weeks, the ball was going four or five yards further. And so he had to be patient with that. There were some frustrating times, but uh, his short game and putting, they, it never really changed. It, it stayed right with him. That's the beauty of being a small child. You know, you you got to compete with big kids that hit it further than you. you got to find a way to do it. So he worked on his short game, his bunker play, his putting. Uh, from 80 yards in, he was deadly. And then all of a sudden he got the distance. He brought that little old short game right up there with him when he got the, got the extra distance. When he broke through at Super Bowl uh, weekend uh, out there in Arizona, did you, did you sense that the dam was going to break? I'm not 
saying you knew he was going to run off four straight tournaments, including a major. But is there something about, and you may have seen this with Justin, when you win for that first time, it just, uh, it's fascinating to me how, how that happens. And, it, and suddenly he's in this amazing place right now. Did, did you sense that, okay, he's won, he's fine now? Did that, does winning unlock some things uh, and, and did it happen with Scotty? Well, it did in a positive fashion. You know, sometimes guys will go out there and win. You never hear of them again. Mm-hmm. I mean, they really do. They win a tournament and all of a sudden, well, in that case, I'm going to change this. I'm going to change that. Look what I'm going to do. Watch me go. And they could be off the tour in three or four years. And, you know, because now they have that success, well, they're going to want more success. And with that, I've got to start doing this, 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 and this. Scotty wins. He's not changing nothing. He is always prepared for one tournament at a time for what is in front of him, what round of golf is in front of him. And he's going to do the best he can to be the most prepared for that one event. And that having won that tournament, he can look back at how good his preparation was. Hmm, I'm going to use that plan again. I like the way I did this. Okay, I'm going to put that over here in my library of, of good thoughts and, and plans. And now I'm going to another one. All he's done is build up a toolbox of information that he can use on each tournament. He wins again. Okay, I've got two tournaments where I won. This is the way I felt coming down the stretch. Aha, uh-huh, this was a lot of heat at this moment. Okay, mm-hmm. Just goes into his toolbox, pulls out that field, what he did. And it's an experience, you know, every experience that he has accumulated, it, it, you know, it's just helping him for the next event. And by looking at it one event at a time, you know, that's, I think that's going to serve him really well because he's good at it. As a, as a decorated pro that you are, Randy Smith joining us from Royal Oaks and the Matt Mosley show. When you see those shots of, of the footwork, and then, like, even that exaggerated – I mean, people love it because it's different. It's not, like you said one time, it's not robotic-looking. But I can't think that's anything you really were trying to teach him for years. Hey, do your, do your legs or do your feet like this. Where, where, does, where, where does some of that come from, Randy? Well, I, it goes back to it, and I'll wear it out. Uh, he'll probably get upset with me if he hears it anymore. But uh, when you're working with an athlete, all right, he's he's an athlete. He played baseball, lacrosse, phenomenal basketball player. He'll tear your heart out at ping pong. Um, very competitive, athletic. You know, he, he had to quit football. Coach wouldn't let him play uh, quarterback, even though nobody could tackle him or fight him. You know, he'd outrun him. But he had to quit that. He just didn't like being a backup over there at tight end or something. But, you know, it, it was one of those things where you have an athlete, and athletes do things a little bit differently. Uh, the footwork, you know, he says basically that the footwork is sometimes him saving a shot. I don't think so. I think that's a way he can promote more leverage on the golf ball. He uses that footwork in a, in a way that is so similar to Greg Norman. Uh, who was the longest, straightest driver of the ball in his day. And uh, Scotty's footwork is similar to it, but in, in some ways a little a little more repetitive than even Greg Norman's. 
and it's a little different. And you see this kind of footwork in several really good players. His is a little more pronounced. Of course, he's six three and a half. He's got long arms. He's got a lot going on. So the footwork was never really coached that way. Uh, maybe refined a little bit over the years, even to this very day. Uh, but never, di- never didn't take you know. It, encourage him to be more natural that's what the thing is and if the foot the feet move around a little bit especially on driver and it's natural and there's a flow to the motion and he's not just jerking the club down keep doing it yeah i would say so uh well i i'm it's very exciting to see uh was was he always like this grounded it's sort of remarkable to see a 25 year old guy that you know, would admit before the round that he just wasn't he wasn't feeling great and was was a little upset and had some anxiety. I mean, it, it's kind of refreshing. Um, is that did he? I mean, from a young age, did he strike you as a guy that was just going to be incredibly grounded and not let success change him? Because obviously, it changes a lot of people. Well, you know, I think it goes back to his, his family. You know, those girls, all those sisters he's got, uh, they're not going to let him get away with it, even if he tried to. And it wouldn't be so much up to Scott and Diana's parents. The girls wouldn't let him get away with it. You know, we rode back on plane last night, and, and two of the sisters were in the plane, and it, you can see who the boss was. He can sit there and he can talk his trash, but they can straighten him out in a heartbeat. So that, yeah, I think from that standpoint, there's other people around him that help him with that. But Scotty, honestly, is he doesn't have that issue. He he really doesn't. In fact, and I've told the story and I got in trouble for this, but I'll tell it again because I think it's wonderful. He's going to drive up here to the club for a cheeseburger or something probably tomorrow the next day. He's going to come, come in there, and when he drives up, he's going to be driving a eight-year-old Yukon uh, XL, eight years old. I mean, it's a nice one. <laughs> it's a good one. It's got about 300,000 miles on it. It's on a second transmission, the whole deal. You're going to get a new car. I don't think so. I mean, this, this right here is doing real good right now. I mean, I'm fine. <laughs> I'd say that's a pretty good sign of grounded. In fact, he won, what, $2.7 million yesterday. I bet he could go get a car even these times when you can't find a car. <clears throat> so yeah yeah well it's uh it's remarkable randy those of us from the dallas area have admired you for years very excited for scotty but also you and and uh you got a lot of great friends and, and supporters at royal oaks i remember all those years ago people gathering to root for justin as he won that major and i bet it was the same at royal oaks yesterday and uh and i know some of those guys mark murray's a buddy and and some of those mm-hmm. Wilshire Baptist guys, uh, George Mason, the crew. But uh, it's uh, you've had a, a storied career. But uh, wow, what a what a neat deal! Enjoy it, and I really appreciate you taking the time today. Well, I saw that message. I'm sorry I got it so late, but good lord, I hadn't hadn't talked to you in forever. I had no idea where you went. <laughs> You know, you didn't say bye. You don't ride nothing. So, you know, there you have it. But it was it was kind of neat to see it, and that's why I went ahead and called you, bud, because well, you did such a good job while you're up here, and uh, I know you're doing great down there, and I appreciate you involving me. 
Well, it was great. It was fun to hear from you. Randy, appreciate it. I may slide by there for for try to hit you up for a lesson one of these days. Uh, congratulations to you. Well, I appreciate it. There he goes. Uh, Randy Smith, who's been at Royal Oaks for many, many years, is considered one of the great instructors in this country. And uh, the, what he's done for junior golf is unbelievable uh, and uh, has some uh, annual things that he's done over the years that uh, tremendous, tremendous uh, uh, believer in, uh, and not just people who come out there to Royal Oaks. He cares about a lot of kids from all different backgrounds. So appreciate Randy being on with us. It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, and we'll continue on. We, we get to hear from uh, Dave Aranda. What was Baylor up to the other day and a, uh, a visit with Coach Aranda? That is next. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the Monday. Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, we'll wrap up the weekend in Baylor Athletics, including Baylor Softball winning two of three on the road at Kansas. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Parenting is full of surprises. You never know what to expect. So after our son was born, I called my Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent to set up a life insurance policy in case something happened to me. Sawyer is now two. And we'll soon have a sister. There's no one else I would trust with protecting my family. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com for an agent you can trust with life's most important decisions. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Allen Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. A busy weekend in the spring in Baylor athletics included women's tennis with back-to-back wins at home over Kansas State and Kansas and men's tennis with back-to-back wins over Oklahoma State and Oklahoma. Baylor baseball dropped three games at West Virginia over the weekend. Back in action tomorrow night on the road at Texas State. While Baylor softball won two of three on the road in Lawrence over the Kansas Jayhawks, getting their first two Big 12 wins of the season. Here's Baylor softball coach Glenn Moore. Well, you know, we're a little banged up, John, after coming off the uh, uh, the two tough weekends with Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, which I thought as a young team, we competed very well, but we we got banged up in the process. So we went up there a little bit shorthanded uh, and uh, I thought did really well considering to take a, a series win, uh, bring a series win back home after, you know, on the road is uh is important and not easy to do in the big 12 so overall i'm happy would love to have got the third game but um you know i think uh the girls really competed really well and and kansas kind of has their their bags against the wall right now too so we knew they were going to come out fighting nice to get in the win column isn't it after playing some close games in big 12 play 
Yeah, it was it was it was tough to sustain, um, you know, that slide, if you will. But at the same time, you know, knowing where we are and how young we are, um, what we were up against, I, I, I thought we did some things really well, and we had to. Uh, we kind of have to look at the process a little bit right now, but we need to run off some wins now, but, uh, but I think the girls are competing. Glenn Moore and Baylor softball winners of two of three on the road at Kansas this weekend. They're home tomorrow night hosting Texas State. Also, Baylor Acrobatics and Tumbling closes the regular season with a win over Oregon in Eugene on Sunday night. A&T finishes a perfect regular season at 8-0. Now it's on to the NCATA National Championships hosted by Oregon in two weeks. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Your weather report is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency has offered Texans policies for their personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs. Check them out at nitschegroup.com. With the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency, Texans can go to one company and get access to insurance coverage options from many carriers. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. The clouds thicken up tonight. The breezes still remain strong and lows drop to 69 degrees. It'll be mostly cloudy tomorrow with a 40% chance of showers and thunderstorms. And some of these thunderstorms late tomorrow afternoon have the possibility of being strong to severe with large hail, damaging winds, and even isolated tornadoes will top out at 87. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Baylor Baseball, all season long here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. The Bears headed to San Marcos Tuesday to take on Texas State. 6.15 for the warm-up show, 6.30 first pitch for Baylor Texas State Baseball Tuesday. Coach Rod and the Bears all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. John Morris here telling you all about my friends at Marineland Boating Center, home of Crest Pontoon Boats and Yamaha Outboards. They have boats in stock for immediate delivery. Enjoy days of fishing and family boating fun from Crest Pontoons, powered by Yamaha Outboard Motors. Only at Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or on the web at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. Baylor Sports Beat, weekdays at 7.55 a.m. and 5.25 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center.
I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Highland Park native Scotty Scheffler shot a 71 on Sunday and won the Masters by three shots. Dallas Mavericks Luka Doncic suffered a left calf strain in the team's regular season finale against the Spurs late in the third quarter. The Mavs beat the Spurs 130 to 120. Gary Brown, who spent seven seasons as the Cowboys running backs coach, has died after being treated for cancer. He was 52. Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Dwayne Haskins died early Saturday morning after he was struck by a dunk truck while he was walking and Haskins was 24 years old. Rangers lose the opening series to the Blue Jays 2-1. Rangers have their opening day today with the Rockies and you can hear that game on Fox Sports Central Texas. Baylor baseball got swept over the weekend by West Virginia and Baylor softball won the series over Kansas this past weekend. Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. Aaron, we've had all sorts of programming changes today. Let's uh, try at least our official doctor, our official surgeon here in a second. And uh, Aaron, you tell me if you have it. I'll make it send you right this over right now. But we're going to talk a little about Luca. Aaron, you just, uh, our official doctor, we had that unbelievable interview. Already heard, Aaron, from, uh, from our man, uh, uh, Jim Haller, the famous coach, uh, former Baylor coach, um, just said that he loved that interview. So appreciate everybody who is uh, a part of that. And we may try to call Dr. Ellis um, right now, Aaron, if you don't mind, I just sent it to you and we'll try to, uh, we'll try to connect with him because we had, uh, we had that planned because of what Luca was going on. Luca Doncic. So, Aaron, let's talk for a couple of minutes. Uh, if you'll call Dr. Ellis, I'm looking right here. He was he was by the uh, – we don't want him changing surgeries for us and not uh, not calling. Oh, man, he is uh, – yeah, so give, give Dr. Ellis a call, and we'll see if we can get him on. We, what happened last night, if you weren't paying attention to the, to the Mavericks, is that Luka Doncic – oh, good, good. Dr. Lance Ellis, paging Dr. Lance Ellis. Uh, Lance is a great friend of mine and uh, has uh, become one of the great representatives of uh, Ascension Providence and uh, has uh, emerged from several surgeries, I'm sure, today. And uh, Dr. Ellis, we're sorry. We're running a little late today, and uh, we were celebrating Scotty Scheffler's huge win at the Masters and uh, one thing I wanted to visit with you about today was uh, what happened to uh, Luca. But first of all, by the way, you're a big sports fan. Were you able to catch some of the Masters, of course, on CBS and see Scotty Scheffler? And by the way, if Scotty keeps doing some of that with his leg action, um, Dr. Ellis, you'll, you may have to perform uh, some surgery on him someday. There's a lot of stuff going on down on, with his lower body. Yeah, Matt, hey, thanks again for always honored to be invited on the show. And, yes, I did catch some of the uh, of the uh, final round. And it is, you know, I, I'm not going to judge it, that guy. He just won a Masters. But uh, it's uh, it, at times you think, like, did he hit, did he, did he hit the ground? Did he, did he, like, ground the head of the club in and, like, wrench out his back? I mean, it's the craziest-looking thing when he 
tries to hit that little fade or whatever it is that he's, you know, it's worth watching. But remember, uh, what's his name? Uh, Bubba, he did the same thing. He had that funky swing, you know, it kind of self-taught and took him to a couple of masters, didn't it? So, you know, maybe, maybe there's something to be said for not following the conventional, you know, I don't want to say that after just had an awesome golf coach on probably teaching the, you know, more standard swing, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it was definitely interesting and a great, great win for the uh, Dallas guys, you know, to have a Dallas guy bring that trophy back. It's awesome. Uh, says a man from the Metroplex who, uh, who played some hoops and probably played, uh, oh, back in the day, who knows, probably snuck around or two at DAC, may have even been over to Eastern Hills. God rest her soul. I don't believe Eastern Hills is still with us over there in Garland where Chris Davis and some of the other SIGAPs used to uh, used to uh, bide their time. Now, uh, Dr. Ellis, I, I needed your opinion on something. This is not anything to do with my body, uh, although I've asked for that before when I had some neck issues. Uh, Luka Doncic, uh, we're, I'm still looking, and, uh, and Aaron, you break in here if you've seen the latest on the MRI. I, I've been wanting to see what Luka Doncic, uh, he's got a strain of his calf i believe it's a left calf strain and so we're worried now because they play saturday at noon the dallas mavericks do against utah and we do not know you know what that strain how serious that could be and um it's uh it's it's really kind of an interesting thing to and, and the first question i have for you dr ellis is a strain no matter if it's slight Grade one, grade two, are they all considered a slight tear uh, when you have a like calf strain and you hear the word strain? Is it fair to me to take the leap that that is actually a a tear of of that particular muscle? Yeah, yes, Matt. I think it's a it's a reasonable description. You know, it, obviously we we grade eight things out to try to assess or I mean, kind of assign a a level of severity to any one of these things. But sometimes those numbers are irrelevant. Yes, most oftentimes the injury happens where the muscle tissue starts to transition into a tendon tissue. So we call it the musculotendinous junction. And there's just this force transfer that happens at where those come together. So it's the most common place for these kind of those kind of injuries to occur. Um, you know, like if you hear about an Achilles tear like a, a ruptured Achilles that that's happening further away from the muscle down towards the heel bone where that it becomes like a thick rope like tendon uh, but it, from and I was watching the game when it happened you know he, he definitely when he he winced he immediately went for and grabbed that kind of upper medial calf on the inside uh, on that left side um, right where you'd expect him someone to grab if it is uh, you know a strain and not to be boring and long-winded technical, but like the people say calf, Matt, there's, there's a bunch of different things that kind of comprise the calf. It's not like one muscle. There's two big powerful muscles uh, that come together to share a tendon. There's another smaller tendon that oftentimes will run inside uh, in between those two that can go have its own separate tendons called the plantaris. You could rupture that. And technically that could be not as big of a deal uh, for long-term function as a, you know, a, you know, like a, Achilles disruption like Kevin Durant had could be a can be a career altering injury, but hopefully it's just a low grade, low level strain that will, you know, he can get through quickly. The timing of it obviously couldn't be worse. 
but uh, only 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 how how the severity of like what I said the numbers aren't as important. What really is as important is his symptoms. Like say you got a grade one or a grade two uh, injury of some sort. It, it man, if it's not hurting that bad, who cares what the number is? And if it's killing you, who cares? Oh, it's only a grade one. Well, who cares if it's you know if you've got really terrible symptoms, it's going to keep him from pushing off, which is such a critical in any sport, but basketball for sure. All the cutting, stopping, jumping. I mean, every every time he goes to push off with that left foot, it's it's going to be sending him a message for the next few days at minimum. Well, a player that was as important as you were in intramurals, they would have rested you. Uh, you know, it, knowing the playoffs were coming up against the big bad Fijis that I participated on, uh, the Gams will be getting together for our alumni pig dinner soon. One of our uh, our keynote speaker is the coach of University of North Texas, Grant McCaslin, one of my young fraternity brothers. But it is interesting, boy, these these grades that they put on it, the strain. And I, I tell you, watching it, and, I, and I, I texted you last night right after it happened. I said, hey, Lance, take a peek at this thing. And it was interesting because there was nothing. We were trying to see what happened. And it was like when he changed directions – and started back up the court, it happened. And yeah. I mean, these things tend to be sort of freak-type deals. When it happened to Dak Prescott, what, did it, what happened? It happened on the very, like, final great pass of the game. He delivered a tremendous pass, and he strained his, his calf on that play. So I, it, it's, uh, it's got to be, you know, from a guy who kind of looks at these things and, and has to, to give a prognosis – it, it it doesn't it's not like we know when like a knee injury happens or something like this the strain right. can be a, a different animal can it yes no doubt but i mean the what happens is there's this sense of like oh it's not as bad and boy that that can be super missed yes it's this is not a jonathan chamachachua devastating knee type injury this is you know hopefully it is just that a low low grade strain of the other of this medial gastroc which is that calf muscle it you know but it, i honestly I, I mean i would be surprised i was trying to find some stats on i think the average length that a player misses at his level for this is almost two weeks in at nba level and the shortest time i think recorded was like a three-day return for a for a, a diagnosed calf strain so i mean we've got a short turnaround time for him to be able to compete and uh you know be able to do so effectively and so you know Obviously, his his importance to the Mavericks can't be overstated. So it's you know this is a unbelievably nagging little thing that could be something quite crucial. And what's going to be a we expect to be right. A, and I know I'm not a sports I'm a sport I'm an orthopedic surgeon, but we expect this to be quite a chippy little uh, series. I would assume, given the history of the way it's been, you know, this season. So uh, you know, it's, yeah, I don't know that we're going to have much chance to rest him. We're going if we want any chance to beat a really good team. I like it. Uh, you know, you don't have to qualify that with that you're a sports medicine doctor. Uh, you can always react and give your opinions on sports because that goes way back. And you and I have been hanging out talking sports yeah. since we were playing each other at Russell Gym, launching threes. And uh, uh, by the way, our old friend Stan Smith, of all people, was at the Masters to see oh. Scotty Scheffler win. And uh, he was – I'm trying to think who we used to play with. I think uh, Mark Minton showed up. And uh, sadly, uh, Lance, we did not we did not ever get to see the completion of that slick, they call it, the Student Life Center up oh, yeah. there with like 12 to 15 courts. 
I mean, when we were at Baylor, they would literally kick, you know, that, that last court we'd try to be playing on, and they would break out the badminton set. And Dutch, uh, Dutch and the gang would get out the badminton, and we'd have to get off the court, and that was very frustrating. <laughs> I just saw Carlos Briggs, you know, Baylor, you know, standout. I saw him just a couple weeks ago. We were talking literally just about this, man, about the old days and how he'd show up with a team full of semi-pro all-stars and beat us, you know, mercilessly. But uh, just like how different that gym is versus, you know, what Mars McLean was versus what, you know, I joke like they, do they have a masseuse when they get done playing now, you know, give them a little rub down, just make sure everything's okay before they go back to class. I I always laugh because the guy you just mentioned, Carlos Briggs, was recruited by Jim Howler in about 19, let's call it 83. And when we got there as freshmen in 1991, he was still hanging out playing at the rec Jim. center. And and I bet he was there even after we graduated. I think when we graduated, there was a guy named Gaventner. There was a guy named John. What was that guy's name? John, you know, the guy with the bowl cut. John Chance or John something. And then there was that Marcus Skates who was like a tennis player who could jump out of the gym. Yep. And if you ever ended up having to play that team, you were dead. But yeah. I, Briggs is a coach, by the way, right now. He's yeah, like he's a, a, Carlos he's Briggs is like a junior, a JUCO coach. But I guarantee you, he can roll out of bed at age whatever he is, 55, and still hit a three from 25 feet. He was hitting the long threes before Steph ever thought about hitting the long threes. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 I, was, saw uh, I, was at, I was at MCC in that little Highlander gym with, with one of my kids, and he was up there coaching a kid up. And, I mean, he looked like literally I was flashback for a minute to remind myself it's 2022 because it was it looked the same just you know getting a chill sweat like he's about to rain threes on me <laughs> it, no matter what I did I could have I could have tackled him he still probably could have done it it was amazing all right you know, bring back to Luca man I'm this is it's like Dak you thought oh it's not that big a deal and then he missed how many games I mean it's this can be a legit it's it's just It'll be a nagging thing that every time he goes to plant, cut, twist, you know, he can hit a three-pointer, no doubt, but, like, his whole game is backing somebody down, you know, and he's going to have a hard time doing that in the short term. So hopefully get back to it quick so we can bring it, you know, get get uh, get them put down fast and move on to the next round. All right. Well, we appreciate you. I did get to see uh, we had a talented former SIGEP on the other day the sculptor of the new Grant Taft statue. Dan Brooke was his name. He played yeah. for Grant Taft and uh, a SIGEP, 63 years old, and doing the best work of his life, uh, sculpting. So, uh, uh, Dr. Ellis, you never know what will happen on the Matt Mosley Show. Thank you for being flexible this afternoon, and uh, we will talk to you soon, sir. Matt, always a pleasure. There he goes. Dr. Lance Ellis, Ascension Providence. Okay, we do have the dismount coming up. We got to get you caught up on how the Rangers are doing. It is the home opener for the Texas Rangers. Started today at 305. We'll get you updated next. ESPN Central Texas is 1660 AM, 92.3 FM, and 100.9 FM. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. 
We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, DMRA Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Highland Park native Scotty Scheffler shot a 71 on Sunday and won the Masters by three shots. Dallas Mavericks Luka Doncic suffered a left calf strain in the team's regular season finale against the Spurs late in the third quarter. The Mavs beat the Spurs 130 to 120. Gary Brown, who spent seven seasons as the Cowboys running backs coach, has died after being treated for cancer. He was 52. Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Dwayne Haskins died early Saturday morning after he was struck by a dunk truck while he was walking and Haskins was 24 years old. Rangers lose the opening series to the Blue Jays 2-1. Rangers have their opening day today with the Rockies and you can hear that game on Fox Sports Central Texas. Baylor baseball got swept over the weekend by West Virginia and Baylor softball won the series over Kansas this past weekend. Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, it is the Dismount as we say goodnight. Boy, what a fun show it was. You never know uh, what's going to happen, but uh, it is uh, tremendous that uh, we had Randy Smith on, uh, who is... Uh, over the years, and, and Aaron, as we're speaking, I'm sending you a great picture. We always appreciate Brian Fonville, Executive Vice President of uh, Central National Bank, for doing such a great job uh, getting all our graphics together. Does a beautiful job, and then Aaron does a great job posting all that. Um, it, it, it was uh, really neat to hear that and to hear from the man who started working with Scotty Scheffler when he was seven years old, moved to Dallas. Heard about Royal Oaks, and um, the rest is history. 
and Scotty Shep, Justin Leonard, from uh, who grew up in Lake Highlands, went to Lake Highlands High School, was uh, the first unbelievable young golfer that Randy Smith had that won a major, and now he has another major champion, and that is Scotty Scheffler. Now he's had un- a lot of great junior guys that went on to play college golf. It's it's uh, amazing the amount the the number of people he's worked with, but Scheffler and Randy Smith have a tremendous bond and uh, it's fun I've kind of known of Randy for years and have have loved hearing about him and uh, it was great to get to visit with Randy uh, after all those years here on uh, ESPN Central Texas all right we've got a lot to uh, get you updated on Aaron have you been monitoring our Texas Rangers of course uh, they've been on Fox if you want to hear the the, uh, the completion of that game Head over to our Fox 93.9 um, and 1330, and you can hear some of that. Uh, and uh, I want to get you an update on the Rangers. Ooh, bottom of this seventh. All right, let me make sure I've got this correct. Aaron, you correct me if I'm wrong. I've got them now. Oh, okay. We. Uh, it is the bottom of the seventh. No outs. Rangers batting right now uh, in their home opener. And they are up 3-2 over the Colorado Rockies. Let's see how this plays out. This could be a lot of fun. Seager at the plate as we speak. Simeon singled ahead of him. All right, everybody, have a great evening. Another fun show. We will see you tomorrow at 4 o'clock sharp. Have a great night, everyone. This is the Big 12 Buzz, a daily look inside Big 12 athletics. Here again is the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody. It's time for a check of Big 12 Athletics on today's Spectrum Big 12 Buzz. Coming up, the WNBA Draft kicks off in just a few minutes, top of the hour on ESPN. And you won't have to wait long to hear a Big 12 player's name called. We'll give you details straight ahead on today's Spectrum Big 12 Buzz. Hey folks, John Morris for the Bruner Auto family. If you're thinking about a Chevrolet, Chrysler, Buick, Dodge, GMC, Jeep, Cadillac, Toyota, or quality pre-owned vehicle, visit BrunerAuto.com. Bruner serves all of Texas with delivery to your location. Now Baylor fans get the Bruner Advantage at no additional cost with every new vehicle purchase. A lifetime powertrain certificate and much, much more. Only at Bruner Auto Family at BrunerAuto.com. Your family since 1928.